0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. So stocks are moving higher today. Again, not just the NASDAQ, all of them, but the NASDAQ's the king. Up 3.3%, the Dow's up 0.6%. And the S&P 500 up 1.6%. Crude oil is retracing a little bit back to the 64.5 level mark. You might remember earlier in the week, i.e. yesterday, there was plays with $70 a barrel as Saudi Arabia had an oil facility hit with a drone attack. Do we call that a terrorist? I don't even know what we call that right now. What do you, I don't know. Bitcoin's at 54477 I throw that in there because I think more and more of you are trading it. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. Or if it's unfair to categorize such a group. But again, I'm sticking with that story. Disney, man. Oh. What a day. Disney touched an all-time high yesterday. Two, $201. During the pandemic, you could have got this as low as $95, roughly. And now it's $201. Now, again, during the pandemic, this time last year. Half off on a great company. I'm not going to call it half off. That's rude of me. It, It dropped precipitously during the pandemic. Due to the fact that, obviously, people can't be hanging out with each other. And yesterday, we saw... Movie ticket sales. Yesterday, we saw Gavin Newsom. This I love. I love politics. I'm so sick of politics. I love politics. Um, and I love politics. I hate politics. Like I hate it, it. It all works together, right? But some people are accusing Newsom of reopening baseball in California just so he doesn't get recalled because everyone loves baseball. And if we have fans in the seats, Republicans and Democrats, eating popcorn and drinking a big slushy soda, then they won't impeach me. I'm not sure I'm buying that, but, and politics are mean, are they not? Disney's going to start seeing a big recovery in its business as baseball starts seeing a recovery in its business. But again, we're talking about 25% opening. Why is Disney at an all-time high? Because of crazy amounts of stimulus? Maybe. Is it because of Disney Plus? Yes. Is it because of that crazy, wonderful ending on WandaVision that I didn't see but everyone's talking about? It could be that. Yes. NASDAQ jumping 3% as tech rebounds have been falling. Bond yields down rise to 150 points. Apple being accused of breaching European privacy law. By a French startup group, France France Digital, which has around 2,000 members, filed a seven-page complaint. It argues that Apple may be collecting user data for ad tracking services without explicitly asking permission. It thinks that Apple has a personalized ads option on a default on iPhones with iOS 14 installed. Apple did not immediately respond. Um... This is a big year where a lot is falling on big tech. After such politically charged 2020 and events during 2020, and to start 2021, this is a big year where you're gonna see Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Cook, and others all paraded back and forth with Zoom calls or in person to Congress that's a pr- that's pressure on stocks. Do not underestimate that. Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, are you tired of them yet? But the big question is are they a billion dollar brand? I think they are. Um that, that much is apparent with from how much people are talking, right? Look, killers. I'm, I'm up for taking us to work with the killers. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There's a couple slides jumping around right now that show where we were one year ago in the pandemic versus where we are now. And it's almost sad. There's photos of the government healthcare panels, and there's sitting elbow to elbow, 75 of them in a room. There's NCAA basketball games where everyone was side by side, completely partying, two thousand, three thousand strong. There's pictures coming out of Mardi Gras that we're just not seeing them anymore. There was early polling come out coming out of Boston on Bernie Sanders. Everyone side by side, so Republicans and Democrats, no one wearing masks. Tim Cook not wearing masks, president not wearing masks, Republicans not wearing masks, Biden supporters not wearing masks. It's so it's weird to see one year ago that, whoa, what a difference a year makes. No, same thing can happen to your stock portfolio. Thinking thing can happen to your retirement plan. I was feeling a lot better about my retirement plan as I'm overweighted in tech growth stocks a week ago than I was yesterday mor- or this morning. And then things started to turn out. I'm like, ah, I'm going to be okay. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Money, investing, and more. I tend not to do a lot on taxes. People ask me, why not talk more taxes? <clears throat> taxes can be very specific. And one thing I can promise you is people hear what they want to hear. I could even I even go that that far when it comes to talking about stocks. <clears throat> I'm very very cautious on it. Roblox is getting ready to come public, and a company called Coupang. High Flying IPO market kicks into gear this week. Roblox, um, it's a kids gaming company, right? How do do you explain Roblox to the average person? It's child-friendly. It's kind of like Minecraft, but Minecraft for toddlers. Maybe it's more of a toddler video game than it is a child's video game. Or is it? To give you an example, let's say you have an Xbox or a PlayStation. You get the game. You do stuff like hit the X button. X, Y, and Z, okay? Okay. X makes tomato sauce. Y puts cheese on tomato sauce. Z puts round disc with sauce and cheese in the oven. And you do that a couple times. And like, ooh, you got a dollar. What's a dollar? Well, now you can go buy a car that's going to cost you 5000 So you do that XYZ thing a couple times. And you kind of start creating like a pizza business. So in 2004, Roblox host Child Friendly Games. Digital characters that I guess look similar to Legos. About 37.1 million Americans play Roblox daily. There's other games like you can do the same thing with a a dog or a pet. Um, And then there's game games that you can do like Among Us. Where there's like murder mysteries that go on. So they're going to come public. Roblox is it going to do well? I think it's going to do very well. This is a company that's focused on a developer community. Right next to them coming public, there's a company called Coupang. It's a Korean e-commerce giant. It's reportedly scheduled to come public today, Thursday. It looks like it's going to be about twenty-seven bucks. Ticker symbol's going to be CPNG. CPNG. Then there's one called First High School Education Group, which operates private high schools in Western China. I'm like, okay, let's think about that for a second. Do you want to invest in education in China? You can. Private high schools in Western China. Okay, which side's Western China? You have to start thinking to yourself, have I ever been to China? How much does it cost? Like, there's some questions that you should have instantly. Roblox, I can go, hey, they make video games. Kids around the world play video, and you probably get an idea of the market. But how about first high school education growth? 19 schools, <clears throat> 14 high school programs, seven middle schools. Something tells me Americans should watch that stock for the education that they're providing citizens, maybe for the investment opportunity it's providing Americans, possibly. But something's screaming, why is this one coming public? Because they want to expand? Because they want to grow their business? There's another company coming public. Talking about just a weird, strange group of companies coming public, right? Joanne. What is Joanne? Joanne is a craft retailer. And what Joanne does, or Joan in this case, ticker symbol J-O-A-N, but it's Joanne. They sell fabrics and sewing supplies. So we have a a public school, a high school in China. We've got yarn. What else is coming public? we got a, a, a kid making video games platform. Hayward's coming public this week. A lot of companies are coming public. And what's interesting about it is they're so different from each other. Hayward makes swimming pool equipment. Why are we having more swimming pool equipment? More Americans are staying at home and having pools built. You don't think of like the greedy pool baron, but he goes, ah, I'm going to create a, I'm going to create a virus and I'm going to have a, I'm going to make a virus and everyone will want to have pools because no one will want to go in public anymore. Maybe, maybe down the road we find this is true. Whether they make pump filters, heaters, and lighting, customers include distributors, Pool builders, uh, specialty online resellers, things like that. Revenue is up 19% during the pandemic. I guess people bought homes with pools, people built pools, and maybe people reactivated pools. I've seen a lot of pictures of pools in the last year. Where's the cool biotech IPO? Longboard and Prometheus. Ah, Prometheus. When you're named after an alien movie or a character that was used in an alien movie or a robot named after a Greek god that was put in an alien movie. When I say alien movie, I'm talking about the, the, the things that go around and jump out of your chest and attach to your face. Prometheus. company develops medicines to treat neurological diseases. Epileptic insulopotherapies. I don't even know how to say it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Oh, and Prometheus does bowel disease. Bowel disease. Irritable bowel disease. It's going to break on that. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. So I didn't quite get my head around the concept that I was trying to push in the last segment, but the IPO market is very diversified right now. And that tends to be healthy. It tends to show you that Companies are rushing to come public. Rushing is never a good word, but it shows you that they see an opportunity for the market to continue to go higher. You don't want to go public and then walk straight into a bear market where the market goes down for nine straight months. And then everyone who would invest in your company lo- loses money because there's only sellers. No one's interested in buying on the stock market. So when I see six or seven or eight different types of companies come public, <clears throat> I'm not going to say I get excited. It just creates more of a casino atmosphere for me where every table at the casino is open. If you want to go do uh, craps, you can play craps. If you want to play blackjack, you play blackjack. And everyone seems to be winning. It's that time of night right before the alcohol kicks in where everyone seems to be losing. You got a couple of biotech stocks. One with a cool name like Prometheus. You have a company that makes pool filters and pool pumps. You get a fabric maker because I guess people are staying at home knitting. You get a high school in Western China, where I'm again, that one's a fascinating one. If that's not telling you the mindset of America or the mindset of the American investor, Coupang, which is an e commerce play that provides um, same-day delivery on groceries. Would you call them the Amazon of Korea? I don't know. Roblox, which hosts child-friendly games. You really get kind of a a huge mix of companies. Joao Global. They're an e-commerce platform that sells cosmetics. When you see that kind of diversity, that's a good thing. I guess that's what I want you to walk away from. Now, this is anything that says Rob Gronkowski in investment. I tend to go, this is going to be a story that ends badly. Let's find out. Rob Gronkowski is going to put more than 300 non fungible tokens, NFTs, up for sale, featuring Super Bowl highlights on the OpenSea Marketplace. He's entering the digital collectible space and releasing his own NFTs. Essentially, five digital trading cards featuring Super Bowl moments. They will have career highlights. They're designed by a visual arts company called Black Madre. Gronk said he heard about the digital collectible space during the 2020 season. He referenced Mark Cuban's endorsement of NFTs as another reason he wanted to enter the space. He sees himself as a marketable personality or a marketable football personality. What what do you call Gronkowski? Larger-than-life doofus who catches – I catch ball well. I knock people over. I don't know football, so if I'm making him sound like a Neanderthal caveman, it's because I'm being ignorant. Mongo. Digital collectibles are tied to blockchain, a digital ledger, similar to blockchains. Is this what we're going to be using (laughs) blockchain for? Rare Rob Gronkowski moments with only 100 in print. It's not the worst thing in the world. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is selling his first tweet as an NFT. Bids are as high as $2.5 million for a tweet. That essentially says, is this thing on? Taco Bell joined the trend this week on a digital work of art featuring tacos. Oh, I don't know about all this. <laughs> Does this end like, is this what we need this for? Uh, will Gronkowski stay a member of Tampa? Will he enter the free agency pool? Will he jump over to Patrick Mahomes team with the Kansas City Chiefs? He made sixty-two million in his career, earning roughly nine million last season with the Bucks. His investments include a fitness product company called Gronk Fitness. An Italian restaurant called Roca, located in Tampa. He's got an endorsement with T Mobile. I'm not going to talk too much more about it other than to say, I'm going to let you? Do I think it's a great idea? Yeah. I'm not against it. Do I think it's a great investment? I don't know. There was a period of time in the 90s where people started going, what? You have a Hank Aaron card and it's worth $94,000 condition and mint condition and your mom just pulled it out from underneath your bed? Your childhood bed? We're like, yeah let's invest in baseball cards kind of thing. Let's, let's go buy a pack. The problem is when you do that, you kind of set yourself up for being over marketed to where the bubblegum company says, we're going to make cards that look collectible. And then therefore, because they are looking that way, they become less collectible. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's talk a little bit about General Motors. Troubled car company, is it not? Bankruptcy in 2009. Was this the company that Clint Eastwood talked about in the Super Bowl commercial? You get the idea. Storied, fabled, legendary. So they came off the NYSE and they had to relist on the NYSE. The question is, are they the future of automaking now, or is it Tesla? GM is a dominant player. Um, They've got, they're they're still a very big company. So when they move, we pay attention. Uh, It's not as sexy as, as Tesla now. It's not now. But recently it's been doing very well. I read some research yesterday on General Motors that talked about how wherever they operate, they're kind of like the number one player. Now, again, who's the number one sexy? It's Tesla in North America. But the number one car seller is GM. In South America, GM. In China, number two. In Asia, Middle East, and Africa, number four. I know many people never leave their state. It's the idea of seeing a GM vehicle in Africa. It's kind of like seeing a white elephant. You're like, well, that's not something you see every day in Detroit. (laughs) You probably see white elephants all the time in Africa, but in Detroit, not too often. GM is considerably more profitable now, thanks to a demand-pull model, in which it produces just enough supply to meet demand. They've gotten that whole business down better. This reduces the risk the company will have to dump excess inventory into a retail fleet, which is a very low-margin business. It eliminates paying people for creating work that ultimately gets idled or paying people for inventory that gets old and depreciates, and then you have to idle them the next round. And the idling costs money when you tell someone, we don't need you this week company suspended its dividend and share buyback in 2020 as a result of COVID. It'll restore both in the near future. When companies do that, there tends to be kind of a sexy oomph to it. GM expects to return all free cash flow to shareholders above what it's needed to reinvest in the business. So you kind of have a faith that not we're in it together, but they're going to be shareholder friendly and not necessarily wipe out shareholder value in bankruptcy. They're committed to growth of its electric vehicle franchise, and they're committed to more than $27 billion in electric vehicle-related investments through 2025. I can imagine a certain subset of the U.S. population hating Elon Musk because he's from California, wacky California, or liberal California, or he's a billionaire. We don't like investing in billionaires, and you'll go invest in General Motors, which was the billionaire before there was billionaires, right? GM's going to offer 30 new electric vehicles by 2025, two-thirds of all cars available in the United States by 2025. And by 2035, they're going to target to phase out gas-diesel-powered vehicles from showrooms globally. Oh, that gets into a little bit of an issue now. Showrooms. Electric vehicles don't need as much maintenance as gas-powered vehicles do. So the dealer who comes in and sets up a franchise so GM could show off their cars, but he puts his skin in the game by buying into a building, leasing it, and basically servicing your gasoline vehicle-powered problems. Huh. GM's got this technology. It's battery chemistry known as Ultium Cell. It's not only more cost-effective and scalable than existing technologies, but it also provides for better mileage and overall performance of EVs. Would that not be crazy if Tesla built their car empire on a technology that got leapfrogged by General Motors? The GMC Hummer truck, available this fall, prices started at $112,000. Last week, I did a story about how expensive electric vehicle cars are, and how expensive car loads are, and how we're taking on more and more debt. They're going to be selling a driver assistant autonomous package. It's going to be $25 a month or $2,500 for the option package. Um, GM's copying Tesla. Ladies and gentlemen, GM is copying Tesla. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I am so confused by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. On one hand, I couldn't care less. On the other hand, there is something fascinating watching America. Go Gaga over! I have to watch my words carefully. Don't say the word inbred. Over a small genetic class of people, it is fascinating from a distance. Uh, H and M is some fashion. It's a retail global retail store that's fast fashion that Meghan Markle's been wearing for the last couple of weeks. If she were to put it on Instagram with a hashtag HM Princess Clothing for a day, it would sell out instantly. All it takes is you seeing one celebrity that you don't really quite understand sell her business for a billion dollars, i.e., I'm looking at you, Kylie Jenner. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get any of them. I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. I don't get the Kardashians. I don't get the Jenners. I just, I don't get it. It's as if America said, "Let's come up, let's dream up a, a, a royal family, and just make them uh, average at best." Oh no, I have to go for a waxing today. Dun dun da. It seems like that woman really disliked me, giving me the waxing today. Dun, dun, dun! Oh, let's have some champagne and forget about the pain of the waxing today. I I don't get the Kardashians. But when you see Kylie Jenner sell her cosmetics business for a billion dollars, you go, America's a huge place. It's half the world's economy. And when you see what the royals did on... I was going to say Oprah, but that's not quite the right way of saying it on CBS. You see speaking engagements, you see book deals, you see film deals, you see clothing collaborations all racking up millions. So H&M just seeing Meghan Markle wear H&M stock moves. I'm not going to shut that down. I'm going to refer to them as the Royal Exeter's for lack of a cuter phrase to sum up this whole dilemma that I'm talking about out loud that I can't believe I'm talking about out loud. Princess Harry has already committed to Apple and Oprah Winfrey for big documentary series about mental health for Apple TV plus Kate Middleton. She wears something that sells out, but wait, wait, it's even weirder than that. Prince Charles. He's got two companies that develop brands. Duchy Originals and Highgrove, which is named after the house in Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire sauce. That's Worcestershire. So, given that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have millions of Instagram followers, there's huge popularity there. There's a global brand. What's your global brand? Maybe that's the question that I wanted to ask here. And does your global brand have trademarks? How big of a business are they? They've got 100 plus trademarks on on their Sussex Royal apparel. Ownership of the trademarks have switched to Duke and Duchess of Sussex. They reported a plan to launch a foundation. Their wedding, again, on one hand, I could care less. On the other hand, I'm like... That's a big number. Their wedding pulled in a billion pound boost to the British economy. It helped reel in 3 million tourists to the UK. That generated 300 million pounds worth of media coverage globally. Um, That's a lot of do-re-me. Now, I, again... I can get why you would say I could care less. But I'm trying to get at you. Like, there's some weird things in life that will um, open doors financially. And your brand is one of them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. Movie theater chains open back up. In New York City and San Francisco, but we looked at what happened with Disney. And it created a big question in my mind. Not not a series of questions you want me to pose here, but Ray and the Last Dragon was held out of cinemark cinemas across forty-two states as punishment for the way Disney went straight to video during the pandemic and kind of I'm not gonna say screwed over, but took their business elsewhere for movie theaters in 2020. So one of the companies fired back. Now, what if Disney says, oh yeah, we'll take you and go one step higher? The question it brings up to my mind is, should there be more fragmentation? Should maybe Disney movies not come out in movie theaters ever again? Just big action films, Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Wars films, films that need that big screen. Whereas a Pixar film doesn't really need, or does it? Your kids love popcorn. Come on, you know it. So Raya pulled in $8.6 million, which was far less than the $14 million in ticket sales for Warner Brothers' Tom and Jerry, but Warner Brothers played nicer with the movie's theaters. Disney also is releasing Raya and the Dragon movie, Directly on Disney Plus for an extra 30 bucks for one showing. Cinemark is the third largest theater chain operator in the country. And all the theater chains, Cinemark, Marcus, National Cinemedia, AMC, have had crazy um, pushes with day traders. But the balance of power shifted last year towards studios. As we go back to theaters, premium to versus what streaming will we change? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me on the show.